Hey guys, this is Mo Mandel. Before I get into this very special episode with my friend Kate Quigley, I want to let you know I will be at the Sacramento Punchline in Sacramento October 26th through the 28th. You can get tickets at punchlinesac.com. And Kate will be at the Hollywood Laugh Factory September 28th and then at the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club September 29th. Hold on to your headboard. It's about to get wild. Oh, say can you see by the dawn. If everybody could just take a knee while listening to this podcast, please, in solidarity for not only police violence, racial injustice, but also uh, the lack of downloads that my podcast has been getting primarily. So uh, let's all... Let's all get into it. Here it is. Here it is. All right, so we all know what's going on. The NFL, this is Mo vs. the World, by the way, coming at you in an interesting swap episode. So I'm here with a, a wonderful comedian named Kate Quigley, Hello. who uh, has, that was her voice right there, her <laughs> wonderful little whisper voice, and she has a great podcast called Date Fails, so we're going to do a swap cast. I'm going to do uh, the first 30 minutes here, Mo vs. the World, with my wonderful guest, Kate Quigley, then, boom, 30 minutes in, we do a little flip-flop swapity, uh, we'll just get, stick with flop, uh, swap <laughs> on you, and then it becomes Kate's Date Fails, and I will be the guest on that. So, yeah. while you take in this... Oh, she gets a little pitchy there. Uh, just know what's coming. <laughs> so I don't know if it's racist for me to play this. Um, by the way, Kate, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, thank you for coming on um, the show. I, I don't know if it's racist to get into this uh, into this Star Spangled Banner stuff. I don't know what is and was not racist. This is why I'm thinking about this, because I mean, we all watched the NFL over the weekend. And, uh, you know, and there was all these, uh, the, you know, everyone in the NFL is kneeling. And, and I called my ex-girlfriend and said, hey, let's get our dog, teach him how to kneel, put him in a little football outfit, and we'll make a great video of, of our dog and a bunch of dogs kneeling. And she was like, wow, that's racist. Yeah, that's the worst idea. See, ever now, <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought that was a really good idea. And she said, no, that's super racist. You're comparing black people to dogs. I was like, certainly not what I'm doing. I think dogs are adorable. I'm training my dog not to do the heil during the national anthem, but wow. to kneel. So wow. I felt like he was in the right the right zone. But apparently she said that's a horribly racist idea. And now you're also saying that. Uh, I'm not sure if it's racist, but it's definitely stupid. <laughs> it's definitely well, bad. stupid I'm okay with. I do stupid things on a daily basis. You, it's, can't, you, can't, you can't teach the dog. Yeah, then your dog is impersonating all the people who are kneeling in protest, which is mostly you know, black people until now, but it's now not Jerry Jones. People. I know the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, who, by the way, you can't get more white than he kneeled. You're right. So, okay. This is where I'm at as a, a white, uh, a man who, uh, a white man, straight white man. Um, uh, I don't, am I allowed to have an opinion on anything? That's what I don't know. Because she basically said to me when we, when we, I started arguing why it's not racist, her argument was, you don't know you're a straight white man. That means you don't have the correct empathy for other people. And to me, that's a really annoying argument because it's kind of like saying when you argue with the, the Christian kid in high school and he says, well, the Bible says, and you're like, okay, well, then that ends the argument. You just throw a trump card down. But yeah. 
I'm not sure what you being straight has to do with it, though. Like, if, even if you were a gay white man, it'd be a bad idea to have your dog kneel during the national anthem. <laughs> okay, okay, apparently it's a bad idea. I'm glad I didn't do it. I'm glad I didn't do it. Also, it would have taken a lot of work, and I hate making YouTube videos. But also, can a dog kneel on yeah, one knee? I, yeah, can I they can do not, that? Well, he can. You know, you get him to kneel. How do you? I mean, but how does how does like put their? Well, it wouldn't be on one knee, Kate. I mean, don't take it too seriously. Well, I, I think if it's not on one knee, it's not even funny anyway. Like if they're just kneeling. Like, how do you make a dog? Again, I'm fine if it's not funny, (laughs) but the point is it just, I hate, it's hard right now in this culture because you're just sitting there like what you feel is wrong and your opinion is wrong and people attack you when it's wrong. And I gotta be honest, by the time I was done talking to her, I was like, I guess it is wrong. You know, my instinct was, I don't like this whole kneeling thing at all. I used to go to football games with my dad as a kid. It was always a really special thing. I still sometimes go with them and it was a, just a really nice little escape. You know, and for a father to take his kid to a game, he has to spend $350 or whatever it is on all the tickets. You go there. It's bad enough your kid's wanting you to buy him a pennant and a hot dog the whole time. Oh, you just want to get buzzed and enjoy the game with your kid. Oh, no, you know what? Now I'm going to answer questions about institutional racism for the next three hours. <laughs> I mean, it's just fucking annoying. And I'll be honest with you, if I go into a Starbucks and they want to talk to me about race, I'm like, no, I don't want to do it here either. If I go to a stand-up show of mine and someone's handing out racial flyers in the audience and then be like, no, it's going to ruin the event. And here's what I really feel about it. While I support the cause, of course, hundred percent, and I support everyone's right to protest and to do it. And I've been convinced to realize that this is actually a good thing. Assuming it's like in this, I'll say it, in like a few weeks, I don't think this should go on forever because if it goes on forever, it's almost more disrespectful to the cause that these guys kneel down and acknowledge this horrible racial problem. And then, 30 minutes later, they're dancing around the end zone when they score a touchdown. I was like, well, wait a minute. Is this, if this is such an issue, why the fuck are we even playing a game at all? Let's take off our pads and let's get to work. Yeah, I mean, and well, and the thing is, too, that now I feel like it's become about even more because now that Trump has come in and basically been like, this is an abomination. These people are sons of bitches that are kneeling. Now I feel like you're also kneeling in protest of the president. And then Absolutely. It's like, then it's like, where does it end? Like, how many things are you kneeling for? And then where else you start kneeling that's exactly my point and and what she said my ex-girlfriend said that you have also brought up and what actually won me over to the to your perspective is it's not like they're just uh protesting this issue and they're deciding to do it arbitrarily at a football game it's the fact that we now have someone who is very easily identified as a white supremacist or someone who's got a lot of white supremacist tendencies in the white house so it's like no this is a different time we have to remind kids and people at home and everyone around the world that we're not like that so that's what won me over and i realized i was wrong so that is a but what more interesting than just the issue was for me is this my evolution as a human being was i was able within 20 minutes to realize how wrong i was that my perspective was incorrect. I, and I don't think it's because I'm a white man, uh, and I don't think it's because I'm a straight white man, because, look, I've seen some dudes out there that are pretty fucking adorable. So, you know, I'll just say <laughs> that it's, uh, it's more just like, oh, maybe I didn't see this issue from every perspective, and I was able to kind of like, okay, I was wrong, and I, and I was okay with being wrong, and I shifted my thing. A few years ago, I would have been like, I'm wrong, and I will, go- I will burn this relationship to the ground arguing that I'm right. Oh, you're growing. That's I'm good. Growing. You're malleable. I'm malleable. I like that. So do you mind if I play some of my favorite Star Spangled Banners dance Please. remixes? Please. This is probably racist too, by the way. I'm sure. I don't think it is. I'm sure everything I'm doing is racist. No, I don't think it is. I don't think that playing a dance mix of any song is racist. I think it's a great thing. Not even this one. Na, 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 na. 
What, it, it sounds like a nursery rhyme. It, it, this or one an, is I more mean, like a, a it, nursery song. What do you call like a lullaby? A lullaby. <laughs> it, to me, it's like if the, if Nintendo made the Star Spangled Banner. This one I think is very fun though. This is a trap version. Ooh. <laughs> Who is that yelling? <laughs> Now, would it be racist if when all these mostly black athletes kneel, they switch to this Star Spangled Banner? (laughs) I think that that would be racist. It would be awesome, actually. (laughs) And this one, this one is the best. This one, I'll be quite honest with you. We should just switch our national anthem to this. Oh God, I want to. This is by an artist named Jerry Perp Drank. That's Jerry (laughs) P U R P Drank. And it goes a little something oh, like God. this. God bless the troops. 9-11, never forget. Oh. Oh, wow. Wow. This is a, that's a star-spangled banner you could fuck to. You know what I mean? Like, oh, that's, yeah. that's yeah. not common. That'd be cool to fuck to the star-spangled. You know what? I'm adding that to my bucket list. Well, I was thinking we could do it on your section of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to actually fuck today on date fails. That hasn't happened yet. I'm surprised it's it hasn't happened. First. Kate, it's great to see you. I, I know. always like you. You're always a charming person, Aww. a fun person. So are you. You're Thank great. Thank you. I we bonded. That. We our, bonded. On we our did. road trip to San Diego. We bonded. We did bond one time. I think I, one time I was drunk in San Diego and may have sort of made some sort of a sexual come on to you or something like that, but it was sort of a, it clumsily done. And I feel it was like passive. It was passive. Yeah. I feel like we kind of moved past it. I think I almost got in a fight with an Asian guy that night. So I just sort of like a lot of thing. A lot of things happened. Did you get in a fight that night? I didn't, but I think I almost did. I think I hit on some other woman. No offense, Kate, but you weren't the only apple in my eye. That That's evening. fine. I'm used to that. Thank you for, for dealing with that so well. Yeah. And then it turned out it was somebody's sister. And I never understand why guys are offended when you hit on their sisters. It's like I'm complimenting the DNA of which you share. You know what's weird about that is my brother follows me on Instagram and he likes sometimes my like really overtly sexy well, that's, photos. That's uh, that's it, inexcusable. It's weird, right? <laughs> your brother it is a scumbag. Yeah. I'm not even going to say it creeps me out. Your brother's a, a sexual predator. Yeah, I, I love him, but it is a little odd. I'm not going to lie. Don't let him know that, though. Yeah. <laughs> you, uh, you are an interesting... It's an interesting line that you tow on the internet. Yeah, let people know it's Kate Quigley, and then it's at, at it's Kate Quigley and everything. At Kate Q Funny. Yeah, and you've got a big, fa- you got a big online fan base. You know, you've really like as a stand-up comedian, you've really ascended a lot in the last year by, and and rightly so. You've put so much time and work into your online profile, and it's seemingly really taken off right now. But you tow a very interesting line. I do because you're funny, you're a good comedian, but you show your body off constantly online. Not constantly. I mean, compared it's to like, other comedians, yes. Here's the thing, okay? Uh, this is this is always my argument with this. This is not a, this is not a uh, I know, an attack. I know, this no, is no. just a discussion. I know, I know. But this is what's funny is guys say that. So if you go look at my Instagram, it's about one in every like eight photos that might be like a sexy photo, but those are the only ones guys remember. Right, that's fair. That's fair. So whenever I see guys, they're like, all you post on Instagram is bikini photos. And then girls are like, oh, I love your memes. And I love like girls notice the other right, things. Right, because girls are gay. <laughs> That's why they're not noticing those bikini photos. But you're right. I do. I do tow a fine line. But look, you, you've invested money and time and everything into building up your profile. And part of that is I'm a sexy woman. I'm a sex bomb. And, you know, look, you got fake breasts. 
Yes. So what was the decision behind that? Because I, I often wonder about the perspective, what it means psychologically to a woman like yourself who is talented, is capable of a lot of things. Thank you. And you, at a certain age, you're like, whatever I want with my life, fake breasts fake will, help, part of it. will help me get there. <laughs> it's interesting. No, it wasn't like that. You know, okay, so my whole life, I wanted them. I mean, I remember when I was like... 13, 14 being like, oh, I want boobs. And then I just, I never had big boobs. I wasn't super flat. I was like a small B. Right. I was like. That's only kind of gross. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) No, but now I love like really small boobs. Like I kind of wish I hadn't done mine, but. I I have no problem with small boobs, by the way. I I like. I think they're sexy. Yeah, I think I I like, like like a B is a pretty good size. And then you can wear no bra and you can wear like, you can wear, it doesn't matter. It's soft enough for, uh, you know, a man to be able to lay his head on and cry a little bit in the morning, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. but big enough for that you can still have him bouncing around when you're on top of him. So <laughs> I, I love, I love guys to cry on my, yeah. on my I mean, who doesn't? That's, that's the real reason you're I'm like, here don't today. come on them, cry on them. Or maybe that's both. Hot. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sort both of do once. a little, do a little, uh, mixture <laughs> concoction of male emotion. So, okay. So you're, you're 13, you're 14. You're like, I'm a little flat chested. I always, jumping the gun on that. Well, yeah. I mean, I didn't know what was going to happen, you know, but I always wanted them. Um, but then, you know, I got married really young. I got married at 19 and right. my ex-husband. Just such a bad decision. Yes. I mean, can, that's like up there with like, I, you joined ISIS. <laughs> it's just <laughs> such a bit. It's just like, I couldn't shouldn't you more. have known? What is wrong with your parents? Shouldn't they have been like, come on, this has never worked ever. I literally talk about this on stage because everyone's always like, where were your parents? Like as if I was just some orphan that had like no... Here's the thing. I was a troublemaker. I was like getting arrested. So your parents were like, good. Somebody else's responsibility. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. The, the guy I married was like a really conservative, like Christian. Like he was a good guy. He was like a youth leader. He was like a good guy. Look, if you're a parent, it's always a wise decision to pass your 19-year-old daughter over <laughs> to a super religious person. I mean, that works out great every time. Yeah. <laughs> you're lucky you're actually alive. You're not sort of locked in some sort of Utah compound. Thank you. Um, well but, done. But so my ex was not into the idea of fake boobs. Like he was okay. always like, no, no. No, no, no. So I just, I never even really thought about it seriously. Then when we got divorced, like I'd wanted them forever. Then we you got said, divorced. You said, your honor, alimony, carry the one, getting some fake titties with that money. Let's get that, let's get that popping. I wish there was money. There was no money. I took no money from this guy when I divorced him. That's what's funny. Like wow. I should have. because The he, lessons we learn in our lives. I know. <laughs> your, I know. Your, your next ex-husband will not be so lucky. <laughs> so things I regret, getting married, not taking alimony and right. fake tits. Um, okay. So you get divorced. You're, it's 10 years later. You're 28. Well, no, I was 30. You were 30. Yeah. I was like 19 to 30. Okay. And you're like... Uh, how soon after did you did you invest in the really uh, soon? The I fucking... don't even think we were actually divorced yet. I think we were still nice. doing the paperwork. That's awesome yeah. to make him sign the paperwork where you got a huge <laughs> chest now, and he's like, "What? What the fuck? Wait, where was this?" <laughs> but he didn't like them though. Yeah, yeah, and it's, and they're not huge. You know what I mean? Like I didn't go that big. What are you like a, a D? Technically, I'm like a 32 D or 34 C. Sure. Yeah. yeah so they're only like a one cup size. Bigger. I never know understand measurements or women's weights. Like I, I remember I was on a uh, online date one time. And and the woman asked me, she goes, how much do you, uh, how much do you go? How tall are you? And I was like, that's very offensive. You know, just to be allowed. I mean, luckily I'm five, 11 and a half. So why I'm is just, that, why is that offensive? Because it, well, this is why I think it's offensive. Cause I said, well, how would you feel if I just asked you how much you weigh? It's the exact same question for a man. 
how tall are you is how much do you weigh? She responded 140. And I was like, oh, that's fine. That's not too much. No, it turned out it was. I didn't have no idea what women are <laughs> weigh within the, the 140 isn't a lot. It depends. She how was tall like five, was. three. So it was, she had some, she had a little action going on. I don't weigh myself ever because I'm a psycho when it comes to weight. So I can't step on a scale because like the number freaks me out. So I just watch how big I am. That's it. So, okay. So now you, whatever, I understand why you would get fake breasts. I want to know how it feels now when you're with a man now, when he's super, you're having great sex with him, right? He's into you. He's focusing on your breasts. Is there a part of you that's like, that's not me though? That's no. the part. There's no part. It's after you like, after like It's a like year, Spider-Man and Venom, like the suit becomes you a little bit. Yeah. After okay. like a year, you totally just, I'm trying to think. It's like if you, I don't know. It's like if you get your ears pierced or for a guy, if you get a tattoo, like at first you probably are like, oh wow, I have a new tattoo. You look right. at it all the time. Eventually you stop noticing it. But the thing with the boobs is, and the reason sometimes I regret it. Well, one, you know, I've had one redone a few times. I, like I didn't they, know. I, I haven't been reading the boob blog. <laughs> but I am going to now. I do. I do a whole bit about it because I've had one redone three times because oh, it like kept kind of drifting and moving around and like the boobs. You got to keep an eye on those suckers. They're high maintenance, yeah. dude. They're, I'm a low maintenance chick. You know me. We were talking yeah. about this earlier. Like I don't like to have to maintain anything in my life and the boobs are high maintenance. Well, I think this is almost new with these newer breast implants. They can fix it because I was with a woman not too long ago who had the fake breasts and she had like, it was old school. So she, you could see like the outline of the bag sort of in the side. Was she really skinny? Uh, no, but it was sort of like, I think she had gotten them a while ago. And I think, you know, look, my feeling with fake breasts is I'm always aware that they're fake, yeah. but sometimes that's part of why it's attractive in that moment. Like I, I like that. Somehow. Some guys like, it also depends how they look. Like if they look like I purposely went in and I told my doctor go, if you're not sure, go smaller. Cause I wanted them to look like kind of natural. I didn't want right. them to look, but you can get, there are girls, especially in your LA. Daughter, your doctor sounds like what's known as a hater. <laughs> No, my doctor was like, you definitely want to go bigger. He's still, every time I go really? in, he just like, texts you out of the blue. Want to, want to jack those puppies yeah, up? Yeah, he really does. <laughs> hey, he waves does. to you with his binoculars. Hey, why don't we take those up a notch? Free appointment. It's true. So, whatever. Okay, so it, it's not a big, it's not a part of your identity anymore. You just, this is who you, this is, you, you don't think about it. I will say this. It changes your life in terms of. That's what I want to know. It does make How you How does more, it change your life? It does make you more confident. I'm not going to lie. Like it definitely makes me a little more confident in like a bikini, whatever. Whereas before I was self-conscious, but I was also young. So when you're in your twenties, you're not as comfortable with your body. Now, I don't know if I would still care, but also, you know, people do buy you more stuff. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh, I love how you start out like, uh, you start out like, it's confidence, sort of a feeling inside of sort of a sort of, and you get a lot of purses. You also get a lot of purses and some cars and, uh, I don't want to say, no, that say it. I, I want to hear no. the re a woman with fake breasts admit it's an advantage. Admit I, you have cashed in and bought yourself an advantage. An advantage. It yes. is an advantage. I don't want to say that you the invested reason- in a good stock. All I know is this. I don't know though, if it's the fake boobs or it's because the fake boobs give you more confidence. So it's an attitude change, but definitely I will say, you know, I get a lot more attention and people are nicer to me right. than before I had the boobs. I'm not going to lie. Right. But now also, are women nicer to you? Women? Well, see, I don't put mine on display really, except for like in photos. Or the internet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but in real life, right. like, yeah, I, I really never have them yeah. out. So women women are nice to me, but that's because I'm nice to them. Yeah. I'm not one of those girls that's No, you're very nice. You're very nice. I mean, that's kind of why I like talking to you about it, because it's like, it's with someone like you, it is a little less of a clear, uh, less linear understanding for me of it, you know? Because it's like, there's certain women who I get, okay, they got nothing going on the ball. 
they, they're really boring and they, they just like, look, my looks are what I got. I'm going to jack them up. I'll make it happen. Now, I'm not by any means uh, judgmental on any of this stuff because, look, I paid over $2,000 this year to get my back hair lasered off. I mean, nice. I, I, it didn't work. I've called up la- the place and complained. You have to keep going. And, well, I, I did, paid more, still didn't work. So now I'm like, look, y'all, can they give me some free sessions? The back hair I had because I'm Jewy. And the free sessions I got because it I'm takes Jewy. a lot of sessions. It probably for you it takes. Was, like I've already done 10. thirty sessions. Well, fuck that. That's You're very hairy, you know. Mm-hmm. But you should do it because back hair is gross. Okay, well, there's nothing well, grosser. Take it easy. If a guy's there's nothing re- grosser. No, I think back hair on a guy is so. Gr- I'm wow. sorry to the guys That's... listening that have back. I feel well, really. Well, don't bad. apologize to me. I'm... You're saying it to me who just <laughs> who just said I had that. It's kind of fucked up. No, it's not fucked up because you know what I think about that. It's what? like if you don't like girls that have like super super hairy bush you know that's your prerogative and you don't have to be with them and those if you are with a girl that has that and you ask her to take care of it and she does it's the same to me with back hair yeah yeah no i agree and that's why i'm doing something about it but that's why i would say well i mean the difference is fake breasts you know you get a little more for your money there so now what would you think if a guy had gotten lipo or a fake a uh, dick extension which don't really work by the way but a just hypothetically <laughs> like say he had gotten like a, a fake dick Okay. Would you judge him? I well, first of all, I probably wouldn't know. Also, I don't think that's a thing. It's but. not really a thing. <laughs> they, well, they, it is. They market it all the time, like you can pee on enlargement. But I'm actually dating a urologist right now, and said it's not a thing. I don't judge guys. And who so take- I'm breaking up with her because the whole purpose I was dating her was to get this free <laughs> operation. <laughs> I know what you're saying. I'm like, how do I date a plastic surgeon? Um, no, I like if a guy takes Viagra, for instance, like I hooked up with a guy recently who was in his forties and, uh-huh. he, and he fucked me twice and he was about to go again. And all my friends were like, yeah, but he must've taken something. I'm like, I don't care what he took. I'm just happy. He could right. do the job. Why would you care? Yeah. Yeah. So I feel the same way about anything. Like I think whatever makes you feel better about yourself is cool with me. Right. And as long as you're buying me something. No, good to go. Here's you the, date rich dudes. Let's say that. Not always. Well, I dated a porn star for a while. He's not rich. He was rich in the cock. I did. <laughs> I dated. I don't know a, I'm, I dated, I'm not putting you on. A t- I don't know. I'm just putting your whole dating life on blast for no reason. No, I dated a comic who's not like a successful comic. Yeah, I know he is. So I mean, I don't always date. Lately, I've been on a good run. Sure, why not? But it's not that they're rich. That's not why I like. You're talking to a guy's dating a surgeon. I've been dating. Ooh, nice, yeah. nice. I've been dating a rich guy lately. Who the other day actually called me out for never paying. You're like, uh, do you not get? Have you not been alive? I, <laughs> do you not understand how this works? Have my thing is this: if I'm in a relationship with you, I will pay on occasion yeah, for sure, sure on occasion. But if we're dating Birth, birthdays, casually, <laughs> no. birthdays when the comet comes around once every four years. <laughs> no, like I would pay like maybe a quarter of the time. Sure, you know what I mean. That's like, that's decent. Yeah, but if we're dating casually, yeah. Then I think that you're getting to fuck me, so you pay. Sure. Sorry. Because your idea is that it's basically a prostitution relationship. I get it. Here we go, guys. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Oh, wow. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. Oh, that's great. All you ladies pop your pussy like this. Shake your body, don't stop, don't miss. kicks in here. Just do it. All right, coming up. Coming do up. it, do it, do it now. Lick it good. Suck this pussy just like You know what's interesting? Shit. This woman is not attractive in the slightest. <laughs> I don't know how she got the balls to fucking do that joke. It's I mean, do, great, do that song. It's a great song. All right. Well, you're a comedian. I'm a comedian. Um, we're podcasters. We're actors. We're hosts. We're trying. Our jobs are not easy, <laughs> right? Would you admit that? Uh, no. Do you ever complain about your job or do you think it's great? 
Well, I mean, I I try not to complain, but there are moments that I there are moments I wish we got paid more for what we did. I feel like I feel like you get a following first and gigs first before you really get paid. And it takes a long time for the money to catch up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it takes a long time. Yeah, uh, I want to go through the list of the uh, CNBC's list of the top ten worst jobs 2017, <laughs> and we'll see what we think. Have you had Have you had a really bad job? What's your worst job? I was a hotel maid for one day. Wow. <laughs> and then you you pass by a mirror and you're like, wait, I'm not Mexican. Let me get the fuck out of here. Is that what happened? What? No. I'm- I feel like if you're a white girl, like, you know, I was talking to someone about this the other day. Like, I don't want, I would never hire a male house cleaner. Why? Even though he's stronger, he might fucking have more tenacity going after that dirt. It feels uh, slavey to me. What? It just feels slavey. No. I feel like I got to get a big thing of uh, lemonade and just sort of like oh. watch. It just, when it's a woman cleaning, it somehow seems more normal to me. No, you're I know so it's fuck, sexist. It's fucked up. I yeah. know it's fucked up, but it seems, it seems... It seems more in accordance with the way Jesus would have wanted my house to get cleaned. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus would have cleaned your house for you. I don't, know, I don't know if that's true. You know, I would love to have a male housekeeper. I think it's great. I would love to see a dude just fucking mopping away, doing my dishes. Sure. I could see if you're a woman, how that would be different. Huh. If you're a woman, it's different. You know, I, and I'd I, make him do it naked. Sure. Dick hard. Nice. Yeah. Just banging just into rubbing shit. Just his filthy asshole on all your <laughs> furniture, on everything. <laughs> No, I mean, I, I don't know. You, you would attach a little uh, loofah feather to the front of his dick and just make him dust. <laughs> it is interesting now that I'm thinking about it, though. I've never really seen a male housekeeper. There's not a lot out there. It would be weird. So why did you quit after one day? It's not, um, it's well, not good. Well, obvious reasons. It was disgusting. Right. <laughs> the reason I took the job, I was like 16 or something. It paid really well. It paid like, I was in Ohio. It paid like 16 bucks an hour or something, which when I was 16 was like a lot of money. And then I did it for one day. And I think the first like toilet I went to clean that had like poop stains in it. I was like, yeah, I can't, I'm going to throw up. I can't do this. And so I left that day and they were like, see you tomorrow. And I just never went back. It was the, the feces that threw you off. Yeah, the feces, and then also there's a. It's very physical. <laughs> no, it looks exhausting. Yeah. I mean, when I'm in a hotel, by the way, God help you if you're my maid because you're gonna earn it. I oh, mean, I, I, you're that I, not, guy. Not on purpose, but I I don't purposely make a mess, but I take advantage of being able to just sort of leave towels around and well, that's okay. and, and sort of like. Uh, like if I sometimes, especially when I used to drink, I would go to bed like drunk all the time, and I would sort of eat a fuckload of like the expensive uh, candy in the room, and I would just sort of like hurl the wrappers like in like a drunk and sort of like ah fuck it, is throw a bottle across the room like a, a Dude, water bottle. If you're a hotel housekeeper, maid, whatever you call them, I'm sure that like candy wrappers is the least sure. Of the I, yeah, that's why I felt okay find. about it, but it wasn't like like I was like if I'm being this disrespectful, there's gonna be a lot of worse things that they. It's have to gotta see. be so gross. I mean, red band. Red Band on the road, like purposely, like this is Red Band from the Joe room. Rogan uh, Experience <laughs> podcast and uh, and uh, his own podcast. Funny yeah. guy. He uh, also seems like a fucking slob. I could see that would be bad. I love him, but he just like that's his thing. He's like, I'm in a hotel room. Fuck it, I'm leaving shit. Well, everywhere. there's certain people like Red Man who, who who really embrace their sort of pirate soul. You know, and you see that a lot in comedy, especially at the comedy store. They like to. They just like, they're like really fucking like being a dirt bag in a certain way. What are you talking about? Like, How, wait, pirates steal things. No, no, I don't mean that, but I'm like, Red Band's like a fucking like, he's like a, he's a very successful guy, but he's like a, he's, he's a fucking, there's like a, there's like a underbelly of like, 
grime, grime to him. Grime. You know what I mean? Like he could be dropped off in the center of like some <laughs> post-apocalyptic city and he would figure out how to like get the serum he needs to survive or something like that. Yeah, you know? he definitely has and I mean that. that with respect. That's yeah. a compliment. But it's funny because the way that I know Red Band, like he comes off that way, but then like the way I know him, he's such a like, he's such a like teddy bear. Like He's sweet, also a nerd. Like, like he does all the tech stuff for Rogan's nerd. podcast. So he's yeah. sort of like a nerdy pirate scum grime <laughs> he's machine. not scum not scum i mean brian just gotta, is the best I, I, I I, I, again i'm complimenting him only complimenting him here. he is a giant nerd though he's okay i love how you're like you can't call him scum he's a fucking nerd yeah well nerd is like not an insult nerds are rich i think scum is a compliment that means you're a person who has like an ability to fucking survive in the oh. in the deep down in the in the fucking war zone i'm so sorry i never knew scum was a compliment i guess i, I, <laughs> I call my dog scum me and my brother call each other scummers you know there's like a certain it's immediately means grounded like Great. you're sort of like ingrained in the humanity experience i'd like you to call the next girl you date scum and then tell her it's a compliment and see sure. how that conversation make a goes video up. of my dog kneeling <laughs> during the national anthem so uh some of the worst jobs they said taxi driver which god it's 10 number 10 they make twenty three thousand dollars a year oh expected job growth 13 percent now fucking horrible to be a taxi driver but with uber and lyft it's just it's a nightmare well that's that. what i was just gonna say though now like with uber and lyft are those also the worst jobs is that the same well i think the difference is with them that's not their job you know they're like, doing it on the side they're doing it on the side yeah. and that's what has really fucked up the whole thing where these cabbies were like this is going to be my job now interestingly enough retail salespeople make on average twenty two thousand dollars a year expected job growth seven percent that's amazing. When you walk into a Macy's or wherever you shop and you're like, where the fuck are the salespeople? Or you ask somebody like, hey, can I get this shirt? And then they like take a while and you're like, God damn it. Why are they taking They're making nothing. They are making no fucking money. That's insane that they only make $22,000 yeah, So the year. fact that they even find you your jacket and the extra is amazing. And don't just fucking <laughs> burn the whole place down and hang themselves with that scarf is a shock to me. I agree with you. If I worked in retail, I would only work somewhere that I wanted the discount. Like, yeah. um, how much money did you make Target. last year? What? How much money did you make last year? About three grand after I wrote off $80,000 in deductible. No, you didn't. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'm not telling how much money I made on it. I would guess, what, 150? I'm not telling how much money I made on a podcast. Are you fucking crazy? Okay, well, (laughs) I only wanted to establish a ground floor. Firefighters make $46,000 a year. That's That's insanely not a lot. And the expected job growth is 5%. But, you know, they risk their lives. But they do get to play with fire. Good point, Kate. Seems a little heartless to me. But um, They get so much (laughs) pussy, first of all. Sure. They only work, like, they work the best hours. They work, like, 24 on, 36 off or something. I mean, it's crazy. But it is a little weird to me that the average firefighter makes 40, what did I say, $6,000 a year. And the average DJ... (laughs) <laughs> makes thirty thousand. Shut up. But expected job growth. I don't even know how this is possible. Negative eleven percent. <laughs> so I don't know what that means. Negative eleven percent DJs. Oh, wait a second. Well, though, when you say DJ, is it like club DJs or is it like people DJing wedding receptions? Like, how do you define DJ? Um, is it just I don't anyone? Know. I'll tell you what. DJ does make a lot of money and should. <laughs> Is that some I motherfucking rather, prince right there? By I, the way, everybody, please uh, kneel. I would, <laughs> but with a little bit of bounce, a little bit of rhythm. <laughs> I would almost rather date someone I know has herpes than date a DJ. Sure, I think that's like. Thank the, you for alienating one in three of our listeners. Gross. <laughs> I don't think 
one in three of your listeners are DJs. No, I'm saying have herpes. No. People, that, that's a statistic. How many people really have herpes? One in three people. Bullshit. Oh, right, 100%. That's impossible. Here's the, here's the fun part. You've 100% been with a million people with herpes. That's impossible. Google it right now. One in three? Yes, absolutely. You know, I ask guys before I Cold sleep. Cold sores them. count as herpes. Okay, yeah, so but that counts. That's not the same. It's 100 herpes same. simplex A or whatever. No, they're interchangeable. No, it isn't. Yeah. All right, not unless they go down on you with a cold sore. There you go. Is that how you get it? Yep. Here's the thing. Somebody's not gonna <laughs> let the next guy eat that sweet pussy. No, I ask every guy I sleep with sure. if he has herpes. Well, men are always honest, so it's a good it's a good plan. <laughs> you know, in California, if you lie about it and then you give a girl herpes, that you can actually like. It's illegal. It's against the law. Right. I have heard that. Well, like Usher's in trouble with something. I don't yeah. think it's, I don't, it's not, it's not illegal criminally, but I think you can be sued for money. Yeah. I, I think. Cause you know, criminally, it's not illegal to not disclose you have HIV. I think it is. It's not. It's yeah, it is. People have been tried for like manslaughter for that. No, but they, it's never actually been, I don't think it's ever been prosecuted. We're going to have to look this up. Yeah. I like that we're guessing by the way. I know I'm completely like, guessing. Criminally, and I'm very <laughs> confident in my guess that comes out of absolutely nowhere. I just feel like I would have heard it before and I don't feel like I ever heard it. We're going to find out. All right. This and the number one worst job, I love how this is on a news site, is newspaper reporter. <laughs> <laughs> this is like written by a reporter who wants to kill themselves. And I think they said, but it's $36,000 a year on average. I figured it'd be low. Expected job growth, negative 9%. Well, that's because there's, the newspapers are just dying. Right. I don't know if they mean newspapers or if they just mean news in general. I'd say one of my worst jobs ever was working at Ralph's. That was like my first job oh. outside of high school. I worked there for six weeks. What did you do? I was a bagger. No way. And, uh, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, that's where you got to start out. And that was my first experience just with jobs, like just how awful it is to have to listen to a boss, to be scolded when you're late, to have to sit in the same sterile, flaccid green, uh, fun, not green room, uh, break lunch room. break room yeah. every day Ugh. and just realize how much you hate and are going to hate the next 10 hours of your life. And you just look at the clock and it's tick, 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 tick. I've tick, had a couple tick, shit tick, jobs tick. for I mean, sure. Working for on an hourly basis is so horrible. It really is. I forgot. I've sort of pushed it out of my mind how bad that is. I worked at McDonald's. Ooh, that's and, rough. And not only was it awful, I worked at a McDonald's inside of a Walmart. Sure. It was, I think I was also like 16. That's sort like of a turducken of horrible jobs. <laughs> I know, right? Even was, if I escape my McDonald's job, congratulations, now I work at Walmart. Yeah, exactly. My best friend and I got the job together because we wanted to work together, but I'll never forget, like, one day this guy was, like, cleaning the fry machine, like the fryer, and he's just spraying it with Windex and clearly just spraying tons of Windex right into the fryer and i was like dude you're getting windex in there he's like doesn't kill anybody and i was like this is the most disgusting you're like it might <laughs> it might kill somebody i had a friend who worked at uh, uh, mcdonald's in uh high school and he said he worked there for three years and he said they never once cleaned the grease off the fryer and one time they did and he said it was unbelievable Ew. like it was it was a hundred percent different color the, the fryer he worked there for three years yeah. what was wrong with him i think his dad was like a child molester so he was just doing the best oh, he could okay. do wow. um I, my, when I worked at Ralph's, I had a very interesting experience where I was in, I was, I was always in trouble there because I'm not that friendly. And there was a, there's a policy they have there. They did at the times 1999 or something like that, where you had to greet everyone within the, who came within a 10 foot circle of you, 10 foot circle. <laughs> so you, if you don't, if you're not seeing a guy who's like 178 degrees behind you, you're fucking up. 
you're you're letting down Father Ralph. You get written up. You get written happens. up. So I was not greeting people enough, you know. And it was a weird thing where I felt I was too good to be there because I was going to college in six weeks. They were, you know, at the end of the summer. So I had probably an attitude. And, you know, it was shitty of me. Not to say I was better, but I, you know, I just... I just feel, ah, I'm, well, I'm you, a tourist. You, you know? were too good I was to be a there, tourist. to be fair. Maybe. You I don't know. You were too good to be working as a greeter Look, at Ralph's. I know plenty <laughs> of people work at grocery stores. They're not currently, but I did. My cousin worked in one for a while. Look, it's, it's not an easy job. It's a lot of work, but... I just didn't feel connected to it, you know. It was oh, really you weren't passionate about passionate greeting about people at the grocery store. Not at all. Who the fuck is passionate about that? I'm just trying to be politically correct here. <laughs> I don't know. If somebody's listening. They work at Rouse. I don't want to say I'm shitty on their job because yesterday I fucking sat around writing a screenplay. They'll probably never be. Bought. I like how you said 140 pound chick is fat, but you're worried about saying I know, that I know you my weren't audience. passionate. I know my audience. <laughs> you're like I, but I want you guys to know I was passionate about working. I didn't at say the it was passion. I just 90s. meant like. Anyway, the point is, uh, one story in particular stands out in my mind, where I was uh, in I was in uh, trouble with the boss, the other uh, guy. I was thinking about getting fired. I was going to get fired, I think. And I was like, fuck, you know, I only have like another week and a half. I need to make this much money to go to college with, so I have a little spending money. And I really thought I was on the verge of being fired because I had not done this 10-foot circle fucking bullshit thing. Uh, so a guy who's in his late 50s comes up to me at one point, and, uh, and, and sort of like towards the end of the night in my shift, and he goes... Hey, can you help me find something? So I'm like, all right. So I go help him find, uh, you know, the item he's looking for. And we kind of hit it off chatting, you know, he's he's a nice guy. We're kind of getting along. And I go, Hey, can you go to my boss and just as though you came up on your own say, Hey, you know, that guy was very helpful, that young guy. And, uh, he's really friendly employed. So I'll let you know. So I was like, you know, I'm scheming. So I guess I could save my job. Wow. So he, yeah, you're judging that? Yeah. Well, just the fact that you cared so much about your job. Well, I mean, look, I didn't, I didn't care enough about my job to do it well. I cared (laughs) enough about it to try not to get fired once I'd already been lazy. No, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. So this guy goes, uh, that immediately made him feel like he connected to me. He goes, ah, the fucking guys, uh, the boss man's giving you shit, huh? Mm. Boss man's giving you shit, huh? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's just fucking me. He's an asshole. He goes, you know, uh. And no good conversations ever started with this. He goes, you know, uh, when I was in Vietnam, (laughs) that is generally a red flag that you just probably need to vacate. He goes, when I was in uh, Vietnam, uh, uh, we had this commander or whatever, sergeant who was just fucking us all the time, and he got a bunch of our guys killed making a wrong mistake. So what we did, one time we went out uh, to do a a mission at night, and uh, we shot him in the back of the head. (laughs) Did this guy, by the way, have made you feel like a bigger pussy? No, like it the made door me, guy at Ralph's. I felt so <laughs> uncomfortable. Like, oh, well, so you found the oatmeal then. And I'll, <laughs> it was like so weird. Like I was like, in this moment, I know how someone died and their own family doesn't know. But also there's this sudden moment of like, this guy's like a man. He like shot people. He served in war. He and, murdered somebody. Okay. Let's not, let's not hey. give him the benefit of the doubt. He, I mean, he murdered somebody. In defense of our country. No. Not in defense well, of the country. He killed of. someone else right. from our we country. We don't know. Also, no, Kate, you're not listening to the story. We do know. He just said we purposely murdered him because <laughs> okay. we didn't like him. I don't know. You're such a fucking... But you, it's the military. You this is why you have a problem with you men. You don't know what happened. Your standards for men are horrible. <laughs> you're like, you are like, you know what? He's a man, and that's what makes her... He's a fucking man. We don't know what happened before uh, that. We okay. don't know what this guy did. A lot of bad right, shit goes sure. down in the okay. military. So it's an odd maybe stance this, to take. Maybe this guy stuck a rifle up his ass one day at training right. camp. Boot camp. <laughs> 
Okay. Training. Boot camp. I know where you're going with that. Whatever. The okay. point is, I'm just saying. I don't. I think you're going to be alone forever. I think you so. Need to really, <laughs> your sta- your ideas. Uh, it's it's not good. All right. I'm gonna, I was going to talk about swastikas, but I, th- I don't want to talk oh, about that. God. So well, I'm going to end my portion of the podcast by talking about female insecurities. Oh, good. I know all about that. that well, here's I'm, I want to discuss this with you because what do you feel like? Okay, human beings are human beings. The fact is men and women have almost zero differences in uh, genetic makeup except for one primary chromosome. We're like, sure. we're like, what are we, like one chromosome apart or something like that? It's not a lot. That's it. Yeah. Uh, the pussy chromosome. But we're so is, different. As it's known. Are we so different, though? Yes. I don't know. We're so different. What, what do you think is the main difference between men and women, aside, you know, genitals? Women are more emotional. Okay. Emotionally driven. Impulsive. I don't want to use the word crazy because I don't think that we're crazy. I just think the problem is women are more sensitive. That's it. Women are more sensitive and we react more. I, I will say this. I'm a, I'm a male comedian. Mm-hmm. Most of my friends are male comedians. Mm-hmm. We're very sensitive. Male comedians are fucking eh. sensitive as hell. Eh. You know what? Sensitive. You don't, you don't agree? Sensitive, Yes. Empathetic? Oh, not empathetic at all. No. <laughs> the opposite of empathetic. <laughs> That's what I think it you is. You don't have to be empathetic to be sensitive. By the way, it's often You're the opposite. Right. I think that women have more of an empathy gene than men. I really do. I do too. I, I don't ever want to go to a female, uh, I don't ever want to go to a male uh, doctor. I don't ever want to go to a male psychologist. I don't feel like they care enough. Really? I don't feel like they care as much as women do. Even a male psychologist? Absolutely not a male psychologist. I thought I absolutely did. And I've gone to a few now, and then I've gone back to uh, women. Women are just way better. They care more. I can't go to a male therapist because I start to catch feelings for them because I'm like, this yeah. guy's actually I'm listening with, to I'm my in, problems. I'm with a. I'm going to an older female therapist right now, who was clearly very good looking back in the day, and uh, she. And I'm definitely. You're into her. I get a hard. Bang it out. I, I on sometimes the couch. get hard talking to her. Do you really? When I talk about like sexual things and stuff, yeah, I do. See, I think and that I feel would like be I could weird. hit that too, but you know. I don't think I'm going to do it because I'm really liking her therapy right now. I think you should have a therapist who's the same sex as you so they can relate to everything you're going through. I used to feel that way. That was exactly my thought. But I just feel like men suck a little bit. And they're kind of just like <laughs> shitty. You know what? On that, we agree. I'm with... No. I, I actually don't think all men suck, but I do think it's hard to find a guy that has as much empathy as uh, most women. I mean, uh, my best friends, you know, like I try... Anytime... We have great times together. We have fun. But anytime... I talk about anything like fucking rest. Like they're like, they get off the phone so fast. It's a guys don't want to be there for each other unless it's like a death. Really? If it's not like a death, then guys are like, yeah, man. So, okay. Yeah. And no, that sounds like you're in a dark zone. Gotta go. Guys uh, just bottle everything they, they inside. It's care. unbelievable. I know. And then we get blamed when we kill our wives. Look, we're doing the best we can do. <laughs> so these are the top five, according to positivemed.com. Uh, insecurities of women. Now, I relate to every single one of these. So, I don't know what that means about me or what this means about humanity as a whole. Sexual desirability. Women want to be sexually attractive and are so driven by this need to find themselves constantly measuring their own desirability against that of other women they feel as competition. Now, that I don't feel. I don't feel a lot of sexual uh, attractive competition because as a man, what I've noticed is how I physically look doesn't have much to do with whether or not women find me attractive. It's all how I feel about myself. And that sounds shitty, but I think I'm good looking enough. And I think you would agree. I'm good looking enough to push into a solid seven lower (laughs) B scale. I'm very much like with personality, with clothes, with car, I can get any woman, I think. 
I do I agree. Can't, yeah, I'm, I'm good looking enough where I'm not going to lose out because of looks, and I'm not going to gain because of looks. I'm in a solid, clean slate. You're solid. Yeah, and yeah. I go down because of personality. No. So if I had more <laughs> of that, so I don't compare myself to good looks because I've been a lot, I've lost girls to guys who are far less good looking but just love themselves more. I will definitely say that, like <laughs> when it comes to looks with guys, I think that if the guy is if the guy is just decent looking but treats you really well and there's sure. chemistry, right. that's such a big turn on. Or if he's funny, like or talent, like talent is women so love hot. talent. That oh women love talent so hot. Men so, could care less about exactly. Talent. No, no guy ever fucks a girl because he's like she's so hot, she's hilarious. It's no. gotta be. It's gotta be. You know, we're talking about the fake breasts and everything like that before, and like I think it's a smart play in this world to get the fake breasts because it's like I don't. Well, only l- if, listen only- to this. It doesn't matter. How, I mean, look, this is just a statement about how shitty men are in a lot of ways. But for a guy, he knows if he gets talented and successful, women are gonna notice. Now, I don't know if that's more or less shallow than the way men are, where you could be. A fucking, uh, you could be the dean of Harvard, and you go in there with your husband, and he's looking at the girl who works at Starbucks, and she's, and and he in that moment, some, you know what I mean? It's just like guys are just shallow in such a, a yeah, different but, way. But I disagree with you because the kind of guy that's going to be with you because of your tits isn't going to stay with you in the long run. Why do you have fake tits, Kate? This is the question. If you could say that with a straight face, why? I'm serious though, because now, like, and by the way, just FYI, in some ways, I think that that whole sexual image hurts me relationship wise like so many guys absolutely absolutely yeah, it does so many guys i've been with like there was a guy i was recently dating who i really really liked and he was like you know you just put out this image that you're just a good time so it's confusing for guys and then i see you want a relationship and i was like oh i just thought you'd be a good time like guys guys see a girl that's too sexy and they don't see you as girlfriend material so i don't think fake boobs is necessarily a good idea if you're looking for mr right Okay, one of the other big insecurities, um, well, obviously, is weight, which, look, that's more of a female thing, I guess, although I know plenty of guys are worried about what's more of a female thing. Career is a third one, and that that is not a female insecurity. That is a, across the board a human that insecurity. Is. Insecurities within the oh. workplace are common as women strive to climb the corporate ladder competing with their male co-workers. Look, Everybody I know, male or female, has that insecurity. The oh, point I see. I'm trying to make You're is, trying to make the point that men and women both have these insecurities? The point I'm trying to make is women have the burden of having insecurities and women are crazy and all this shit placed on them. When, look, I've been reading about this because I wanted to inter- interview you about certain specific things, and I was like, I, this is just bullshit. These are just human things. Yeah, I do think the sex one, though, I have to say the sexual desire thing, Because you have to... Huge. Yeah, that 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 one I, I even could, Even for me, like I just got into it with this dude because I've been trying to hook up with him for two weeks and he keeps saying I'm busy I'm busy I'm busy but I want to I want to and I'm like at some point as a woman you start to go man this guy doesn't want me as much as I want him and it makes you no matter who you are it makes you feel insecure whereas I don't think guys really worry about that as much I really don't yeah I don't know and I think if you're a guy you should like tell the chick that you're fucking all the time how hot you think she is because it's like it makes them want to sleep with you more it makes everyone happy well, sounds like a good way to segue into your podcast, but I want to do before Keep I do going. that, I want to play my intro song to my podcast because I played the uh, American flag anthem. So we're going to do that and then we're going to go right into Kate Quigley's podcast. Boom. You ready? In 2014, he created a podcast which inspired him to create True TV's new series, Comedy Knockout. Now, void of any other good ideas, he's recreating that same podcast. This is Mo versus the world. 
This has been Mo vs. the World. My guest, Kate Quigley. I'm Mo Mandel. You can see me in Sacramento at the Sacramento Punchline, October 26th through the 28th. And uh, take it away, Kate Quigley. I mean, I feel like we covered so much of what I talk about on my podcast, Date Fails, which, by the way, I have no music, and the people that listen to my podcast know I'm lazy, so I don't try to find music. Although people send me quips a lot. People send me songs to use on the podcast, but they're like never, they're never good songs. It sounds like- What's an example of a bad song they've sent you? I don't think that I don't know if they even have titles. It's just people will like play songs on their at home keyboard with like no production. Oh, they fucking they they like get like an orchestra. (laughs) Really? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. You have good fans. Actually, I do have the best. I have the absolute best fans. Um, All right. Well, let's talk about you. Are you single still? Well, like I said, said you're dating a surgeon. I I met a woman while doing stand up out of town a couple weeks ago, who I'm thrilled about. Really? And I'm flying up to see her this weekend, and I'm very, very optimistic, and I'm, I just feel really good about it. Where did you meet her? What city were you in? Uh, I was in Portland. Okay. She, uh, has, uh, she works in a food truck. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hot. I like that, actually. Free food. Very, very thick hair on her legs. She's a um, surgeon? A hiker. Yeah. And she was at a comedy show. She's a dick surgeon. Did she? Hot. She is. She's a literal, not really. She is. No, she's, she's a not. Urologist a dick who, surgeon? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not the technical term. <laughs> she's a urologist and she operates on dicks. That's her. She's a surgeon. So yeah. she's like a dick expert. That must yeah. be such a turn on. It is. Although when she's touching it, I'm like worried. Is she thinking like where she'd make an incision? No. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you're thinking about, maybe she's not. Or doing she, it you right. know, she's seen 57 dicks that day. So she's like, well, oh, this is at least in the top 30. I highly doubt that's what no, she's. I do know, you I think, how sure. do you feel like your dick is? I have, on... a, gr- I have a wonderful dick. Actually. Really? It's probably one of my best features. Yeah. You're... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not kidding. I do. I, I really do. Wow. Yeah, I can confidently say that. I like that you said it's one of your best friends. I do. I mean, that's more of a statement how I feel about myself in general, but I do think it's one of my... I've always gotten a lot of... Uh, I've never gotten like, this is huge. This is like... I've just gotten like, wow, this is like perfect. That's the that's best. That's why I get this is perfect. Yeah. You know what? I always thought it wasn't really a big deal. Like I always said like, oh, if you're so into the guy, it doesn't really matter. It's more about chemistry or whatever. Until recently, I have been hooking up with a guy whose dick is so perfect. I never realized what a huge difference a perfect dick makes. Well, something that she said to me, which I thought was just horrifying, is she was saying that... Um, you know, I was asking her what, you know, like, I just don't know anything about what someone like that does. And she was, she told me a few stories that are incredible. One of them was, she said, there's just like, first of all, a lot of micro penises out there. Like, like she, like she was like, you certainly know someone who has a micro penis. What? Yeah. And I How was like, many? I don't know. But Is it like herpes one in three? I don't think it's that much, but she said it's like about it. I mean, like I can't even, like I'm doing it in my fingers here in the studio, but it's like, a, like an inch. Oh yeah. It's like an Audi belly button. Yeah. yeah You've I, never like, seen one? No. <laughs> Oh how would God. I have, how would I have seen one? Because there's always like I feel like there's always some viral like meme on Instagram with I'm a not micro sitting around googling penis. tiny dicks. I'm I'm googling <laughs> big black dicks. Okay, well, that's the complete you. opposite. Good for you. Well, let me put on the mask. I can't believe you've never seen one. Yeah, they're so tiny. I don't think those guys can actually have sex. Can they? They can only fuck woodland nymphs. <laughs> that's what I've heard. So wait, are penile implants actually real? No, they're not. Did she you said, ask her? Yeah. 
I want to like talk to this lady. I feel like you could ask her so many questions. Another thing she told me, which is fascinating, what she did with her day. I think I might have talked to her in my last podcast. Um, I'm so embarrassing. I keep talking about her. I hope she's not listening to these because it's really going to ruin any of my ice cold play a cool game. I'm I trying know. to slang. But welcome to my life. She was saying that. Uh, whoa. Okay. Our Ew. producer Mike oh just raised God. a micro penis. Wait, raise it up again. Holy Mike. shit. Mike is showing us. Okay. So it's gigantic balls. No, it's not, Kate. That's just how it looks compared to the dick. It's giant balls with an Audi belly button on top and that's a lot of hair. Horrifying. That is, and, and that's a belly button with testicles. Mike, I question for you. I don't know if you're the, the man to answer this. Um, <laughs> is that erect? Could you Google erect micropenis? Which and, and I think <laughs> if you're listening at home, do this too. because This is pretty fascinating, but it is, it's tragic. So I think she was saying that um, I don't, I, I see. I don't know if there's a solution for those kind of guys. I think they might be able to get like a, See, they can't do an implant, but they can give you like a penis pump or something like that. And you might be able to get like a piece of your arm skin that they turn into a penis. Like there's things they can do. It's, it's, it's fascinating. Well, there has to be a way because otherwise, like if you were like transgenders, tra- and stuff, exactly, yeah, right. they get one, right? So there's right. got to be some kind of, yeah, they can kind of fashion it with some skin, sort of pump up your clitoris. I think they, in a, in a post-op transaction, what they do is they pump up your clitoris and sort of add to it. Wait, so let me ask you a question. If yeah. you had a very tiny penis. Sure. And I don't. Okay. <laughs> Let's just, I do not. And, and I'm not, I'll walk out of here. <laughs> theoretically. Wait, hold on. Mike's, Mike's printing his computer if around. You had Raise a it up, dog. very tiny. Wow. Now he's showing us an erect micro penis. Oh, okay. Wait, well, that's a little, actually, that's, that's a little nub. That's not so bad. That erect micro penis looks like, uh, it's probably about two inches. Yeah. But I'm going to be honest right? with you. If, if he, you know, a guy could stick that in you and, and, no, you, you feel get, nothing. You get your, no, you can get your click going no, on that. No. You can get your click no, going on that. No, you feel nothing. That would do nothing. I, di- I disagree. I think that guy can make you come. Yeah, I don't think so. Maybe okay. with his hand or his tongue, not with his dick. I think he can make you come the with, nice with thing, his though, is, asshole. I was, <laughs> I was just going to say, <laughs> that guy, I could be like, you can fuck me in the ass because you wouldn't even feel it. Right. You know what I mean? So that'd be... Right. Uh, back to your, your lady and yeah. her day of, of dick work. Uh, well, this other stuff she told me that was interesting, that, like, you know, a lot of these, you know, it's not just Viagra. Like guys are shooting up their dicks with Viagra. Like there's a harder form of Viagra that oh, guys yeah. use. And she said like sometimes they overdo it and they just get erections that can't go down. And then she told me all the hor- horrifying ways they have to get <gasps> oh, it down. What do they do? Well, just imagine if a water bottle is full of blood and you need to get that water out. And you, you have you to can't, poke a hole in it? And you can't screw off the top. Shut up. You yeah. have to poke a hole in you it? You have to poke holes in it, spigots. They got to slice it open sometimes. It's no. Just, yeah, no. It's oh, God. All the guys just laughed. None of the guys are listening anymore. It's not good. Well, so is be you, careful. Is your dick curved? No, it's it's, it's nice. It's, it's, it's a straight shooter. This guy I've been hooking up with has a slightly curved yeah. dick. Okay? They, have to, they have to fix that sometimes. Why? Because here she was telling you me this too. You know too much about I dicks. I know a lot about dicks all of a sudden. <laughs> you learn a lot about dicks now. Well, it's fascinating because it's like, I'm walking around with something that I don't know anything about, you know? And then like, she starts explaining to me all the different, you know, nerves and, and what things are called. It's kind of, it's kind of incredible a little bit, you know? So, uh, I would say it's incredible, but it's like, you know, it's kind of interesting. It's more interesting than being a comedian here and her fucking tried our new joke on you. No, I'm fascinated. Go on. So she was saying that sometimes these guys with these curved dicks, the reason it's like this, they don't have enough skin. Like sometimes they fuck up their circumcision or something like that. So that's why it's curved up because it doesn't have enough skin to go out. So it's curved up. And sometimes that hurts them. They get erect and it hurts. So they have to, you know, it's a whole thing. Well, I think it's great. Is it weird that we talk about this during sex? Is Is that weird? (laughs) 
while you guys are fucking like, tell, tell me, more, me tell about more, your Tell me more about dicks. Tell me more about micro penises. I think it's great. I, I it's love good. this. I love this lady. I don't yeah. even know no, her she's yet. She's a sweetheart. I think I'm she's amazing. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not date failing. I've been date failing. You're winning. I feel like I'm date. But you just met not her. Failing yet. But you met her on the road. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, do you get bummed when you meet? Like, I've I've actually recently, when I'm on the road, been like going on dates here and there, which I never used to do. Like 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 online dates. No, like, believe it or not, I never date audience members, but I recently have been. Like, if if an audience member is really cute and he asks me to hang out, like, the next day or something, just because I'm bored, I'll go yeah. do it. But, like, I haven't hooked up with any of them. But part of me is like, well, what's the point? Because if I meet one that I like, right. then what? He's not here. Am I going to move him to LA? Am I going to fly there all the time? Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Like, I don't go out of my way to meet people on the road at all. And I really never hook up on the road anymore because I don't drink. And I feel like when I used to drink... It, it made sense that I would go out and I'd meet women and make mistakes. Now that I'm sober. Mistakes? You know, just, you know, Why is it a mistake to hook up? Not like, you know, just not using condoms and just kind of uh, shit like that. Yes. Or, you know, that kind of Always stuff. Always wear a condom. I got like taken to task because on my last podcast, I said how much I hate condoms and that I think that they're overrated and all this stuff. And then people are messaging me. I don't me know if they're like, overrated. I mean, they're they're rated very low, but you I still just, have to use them like seatbelts. Like, I don't think anyone's like, oh, I love them. Well, my thing is I was just saying that I think, you know, it's really, really hard to catch a lot of STDs. Sure. Like you can see herpes. AIDS is so rare. Everyone has HPV. Or they're vaccinated. AIDS is so rare that the last time I got tested out in Burbank, the guy, and the reason I got tested was I'd gone down on a girl uh, who I kind of knew when I was on the road, actually. And this is like maybe four years ago. And she, no, about three years ago, I guess. And she told me, and then I was like, oh, oh, taste a little, something going on down there. And she goes, oh, I'm just coming off my period. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. It's like, why would you not tell me that? And then it also turned out, That's oddly gross. enough, she worked at an, HIV like a uh, political action group or something like that. So that bothered me. I was like, you should know better. Why? Cause you think that because you went down on her on her period, that increases your chances of getting yeah, HIV. There's fucking blood, blood. Yeah. But you have to have like an open cut in your mouth. Gums. The blood goes she into how often I floss. Oh God. Oh Look, all I'm saying is if you're going to have your period and let a guy go down you got to ask about his dental hygiene. I think that's only fair. So I, I do think it's rude to let a guy get down rude. on you on your it's period. Very yeah, I wouldn't rude. do that. I wouldn't it's do that. It's very rude. But I'm I... not going to lie. Sometimes if it's like basically over and I think there's like zero blood right, left right, at right, all, right. I won't tell him. Like sure. Because you're a bad person. Well, <laughs> so, it's the last day. There's nothing. You're not gonna, I taste test first. <laughs> <laughs> do you, you do not do yeah, that. Yeah. You don't? On my dick? You've never tasted my own dick. I think that you have a responsibility to make sure you don't taste like shit. Why would my penis taste bad? I don't. I don't fucking secrete like. What if else. your cum tastes horrible? You've got to be out of your mind. You think a guy's ever tasted his cum? <laughs> yes. Never has happened. Uh, Never has it, happened in the history of the straight <laughs> of the straight planet. <laughs> yes, it has. No, it is not. Wait a second. Have you ever had a girl? I'm sure gay kids do that when they're growing up and they want to know and they're curious, but they probably put their own cum in their mouth. I would no. Guess, I used to smell my mom's underwear. Listen, so I want fucking weird. No, I wanted I I wanted to know what I was so needing to smell a woman. You smelled I, your mom's underwear. Hey, you know what's funny? There's a comedian uh, who's like the gay comedian Thomas Dale. Yeah, he told me he used to do that to his dad's underwear. Shut up. Yes, yeah, so it's interesting. Ugh. I mean, I guess it makes sense, but I mean, I feel like a guy's underwear would just smell like somehow crap. grosser to me that like it was poop. His, I know somehow grosser to me that it was his dad's, but he said, "What well, I want to smell a man." I'm like, "Okay, that makes sense." No, it's not grosser than you smelling your mom. No, they're both That's pretty. Dis- there's pros, pretty gross. But Did I you ever it, tell her? No. 
you should tell her. I would love to see your mom's face if you told her you used to sniff her panties. Wouldn't, wouldn't phase her at all. I know they know what I am. Really? Yeah. Okay. Wait. So wait. What were we talking about? Oh, uh, you were you were about. saying? Uh, oh, I was saying. So the, so this girl had a little blood going on down there in the old snifter, and I uh, so I went to the doctor, you know, to get an HIV test because uh, I'm a fucking psychopath, and I think I went like a week later even though it wouldn't even have shown up in that time or something like that. And he goes, no, I, I must've waited. Cause I know, I know enough. And he goes, I tell him what, I tell him what happened. And he goes, uh, are you gay? And I said, no. And he said, <laughs> then you don't have it. Shut I was up. Like, I was like, what? Uh, what? I was like, I, I drove to Burbank. Did I accidentally drive to like 1986? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But it is super, super then hard he, to catch, you know, and if you're circumcised, it's harder, but I just didn't know and I still disagree that that's a good medical approach. Well, yeah, no, it's not. And that guy should be fired. It's like I went to a, no, I had to get vocal cord surgery this year. And when I went there, the guy was like, um, you know, when he first looked down my throat, he goes, oh, you got like a polyp down there. And I go, but not the fucking, like, what, what do you mean a polyp? And he goes, oh, no, it's not. I don't, he goes, it really doesn't look like the, uh, the cancerous kind. I was like, doesn't look like? Can we get a fucking <laughs> ham? Can we get a, a, an exact uh, thing here? He goes, he goes I, I don't think it is. Fuck, fuck your thing. Yeah, you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. You're and like, then, can we run a test? Yeah. And so he's like, we don't have to do a test. And then he was like, look. And then he said something that blew my fucking mind. He goes, look, I diagnosed three of those today. It's cancerous polyps. Yeah, I'm like, oh Jesus Christ! Like Shit. three people left this office, like, like being like, okay, I'm gonna die. Great, new dude. So wait, turns but out, back you know, to tasting your own cum because I want to talk about this. I, well, first of all, for, for listeners just joining, I don't do that. <laughs> so don't don't phrase wait, it like I do that. I, but here's what I'm saying: haven't hasn't a girl ever given you head, and then you came, and then you kissed her after? Uh. Generally, there's not like a like a lot of action going on in her mouth at that time, though. I mean, she's not like well, full, she not with her mouth full. Of it, but it, you can still taste. Sure, I don't know. It never really jumped out at me one way or the other. I just think guys should taste it. I really believe this. I well, think that you should. I disagree. Next time you jerk off, when you get to like a tiny bit of pre cum, you just take a dab on your finger and lick it. Because it's important that it tastes good. If you expect a girl to have it in her mouth, it should taste good. What would I do to remify that, remedy that situation? <laughs> your diet. You change your diet. I'll bet yours tastes better since you quit drinking. Beer is big. Well, that's the whole reason I quit. So many complaints <laughs> about my jizz. So many, so many, such a low Yelp review on my jizz site for how does my stuff taste. And I'm just saying if it tastes good, then more girls are going to want Oh, it's going to get around the community? It's going to really get on the message boards? <laughs> oh, ladies, got a mouthful of this jizz. This is like, uh, oh, it's just like, it's like a fucking Jamba Juice. Yes. Haven't you ever seen the episode of Sex in the City where Samantha was no. like, I... <laughs> <laughs> just go ahead and answer that with no. I'm just oh, saying, God. if a girl, like one time I was dating this guy and I did <laughs> it's like. It's like me saying, hey, Kate, you remember Kickboxer 5 when uh, Van Damme breaks that guy's neck on the, the plane? All I'm saying is, if I go down there and there's anything funky happening, it's really going to make me not want to come back for seconds. That's all I'm saying. Okay, I guess, I guess, and I, and I agree with you, and uh, I respect anyone who's going down there. I want their experience to be nice. <laughs> I want them to come. I want to, when they, when the girl's done sucking my dick, I say, y'all come back now. Like I want her to feel good. I give her, I give her a little lobster bib, but I, it never occurs to me that it's going to be a bad situation. I've never heard it's been a bad situation. Well, then you're probably doing well. Yeah. I always tell guys if it tastes bad or good, I tell them what's up. I'm very honest. Sure. As you should. Like, I I mean, you know, if a girl's got a lot of action down there, I'm going to say something or I'm just going to get an AIDS test after it. Let me ask you a question as a man. Yeah. I'm going to breeze over that AIDS test. From, you don't have AIDS, by the way, just so you know. You're, you're good. No, no, I'm, I don't, according to this test. I can tell you don't. Okay, good. Because you, lo- you look well. Right. 
Thank you, doctor. Thank you, Dr. Kate. <laughs> no, I don't. I mean, I'm saying this test is the whole point, you know, but in the Paul thing was cool too. I'm just saying that like, I'm very neurotic. Like I've certainly bought homemade AIDS tests and make girls take them after I broke condoms with them. I've done that numerous times. No, I understand that. Have you ever had a guy do that to you? Uh, bought me an AIDS test. So like, here's the deal. If you, now, if you take the antiretrovirals drugs, they have this doctor do this all the time. This surgeon had to do this. She told me, you know, if you get exposed to HIV and you take these retrovirals within 72 hours, you, it's virtually impossible. You cannot get it basically. Oh, wow. So if you have sex on and then they're like, I might have it. You need to go take those things. So what I've done a few times had a condom break or a girl bleeds a little bit around protecting sex. I go buy a test, have her take it. So I know she doesn't have it. What, and like then an I, over the counter? Yeah. You can buy like at Walgreens? $55. I didn't I've know probably that. spent about $800 on those. Are life. you crazy? Yeah. You are paranoid. Yeah. The odds of someone having and it? guess what? Wow. They're always 25% off. For who? I talk about some of my act, but is there someone who's walking into Walgreens like, I think I have AIDS. Oh, it's not, not marked down? I'll wait. You know what I mean? Like, it's are just they so, really? They're always, they're always marked always down. always on sale? Because just like you, no one knows they exist. Only psychotic Jews like me know this is a product. It's absolutely crazy. It tells you in me. 20 minutes. It's like, it's it's just so weird to me when people are this hyper paranoid. And maybe I'm too, you know, people did give me shit about the condom. I do use condoms with strangers for- no, Here's what's great about me. Here's <laughs> what's great about me. I'm not that paranoid, but then I am paranoid. So I'll do the AIDS thing, but then like I will have unprotected sex. So I'm, I'm just a f- I'm just dumb. I'm, I'm like the worst sides of both sides of the spectrum. I'm very paranoid about pregnancy. I don't sure. worry about disease nearly as much because almost all the diseases are curable. I don't know why you'd be worried about pregnancy as a woman because you could just do you could abort it. Because I don't want to have to get an abortion. It's like a serious trauma to your parts <laughs> you get your fucking boobs moved around every other week i mean what's the first what's of the, all <laughs> not every other week okay <laughs> secondly no an abortion is serious surgery you can't work out for like six weeks no and, they got a pill they can give you if you if you get on it fast enough there's a pill they can give you and i yeah the morning after pill no but i mean like a lot of abortions now i think are done with just pills what i, Look, no I don't know but about. also but also it's i mean there is a part of me that's like I don't want kids, but what if I had an abortion and then someday I want kids and then I regret the... I don't know. I just don't want to have to live with No, that. I'm not saying you, you know should go I mean? out and seek an abortion, Kate. I'm on your hand on that. But as a guy, if you get a girl pregnant, it's way scarier because she's like, it's my right to choose and uh, I choose yeah. to keep it and I choose for you to be financially obligated to it. It's like, oh, this is my thing with abortions. If you're a woman and you have the right to choose what you do because it's your body, you choose the whole thing. Meaning now you take on all the financial responsibility and you take on all of that as your kid. You're, you're nuts. You're choosing. No, I'm not nuts. If you get to choose, yeah, but you, you don't get to choose my future. But you came in her. So what? So we have you, medical things to get rid of the baby. But you know it's a risk of getting her pregnant. No, it's not. If we're open and honest and are not a puritanical, God-fearing society like we shouldn't be and like we won't be in a hundred years, hopefully, we have the technology to get rid of the baby. I don't believe it's a baby. Not any kind of baby that I care about. If you're not killing a, a fucking rat and if you're not killing a puppy. I can kind of see so what you're saying. So why should you be able to choose? You choose. But now I am also involved in that decision just as much, if not more than you financially. So what the fuck? That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I can. If you're going to choose, stand behind your choice. I can kind of see what you're saying. If I will say this, I think if a girl lies to get pregnant, like women that say they're on the pill when they're not, I almost feel like then the father should be let go of all financial Oh, if the girl does that, she should be in jail. But I and mean, that kid no should grow that... up on the street like it deserves. <laughs> I 
know, this is a touchy, this is a touchy topic. No, it's I, not a touchy topic. It's, of, it's purely logical. I can actually kind of see what you're saying. You, I mean, you, by the way, you a hundred percent see what I'm saying. I can see but what you're you, saying. But you've ne- you, people don't talk like that, but it's like, it's true. It's, it's the only time you can make a decision for somebody else. And, and even though you are not owning up to your responsibilities, a hundred percent, you are dragging them in the, and then you get applauded for saying it's my right. But then here's the thing. Let's say you get a girl pregnant. Let's say you get this surgeon pregnant tomorrow. Sure. Let's just say, I would okay. Be, I would be, I would be probably lucky to do so. Aww. Okay. But you don't want a kid. Let's just say you don't want a kid. You get the chick pregnant. Right. Okay. Now the chick. Wait, is, I'm going to say it. I wouldn't be lucky to do so. I'm fucking out of my mind. But she's a great girl. <laughs> I know. Like I you've known her two weeks. Yeah, she's a great girl. You're I don't like, know that one out of my like kid ha- yet. Yeah. Okay. So you get her pregnant yeah. and she decides to keep the baby. Okay. Now you don't want the kid. Okay. But right. once she has the kid, aren't you then going to feel like a 100%. pile of shit if you're I'm not of course going to be involved in it. So look, yes, I would be involved and I would probably, you know, do whatever I have to do to be a good parent. But I think it's fucked up. I don't think it's fair. Because I don't, if you don't believe in abortion, like I've broken up with people before because they, they're like, oh, at 100% never get an abortion. I'm like, all right, I don't have sex anymore because I'm scared. Well, I've been hooking up with a guy who I've been begging to have sex with me without a condom because I know, I know that neither of us are having sex with many yeah. other people. This guy will not do it. He absolutely will yeah. not do it. And not only that, but he pulls out. Me too. When, when I come with a condom, I do it too. You pull out? A lot of times, yeah. Holy shit. Only with girls I'm horrified about getting pregnant though. So take that as you will. Are you serious? Yeah. That's what I think. This absolutely. guy must be terrified of yeah. getting me pregnant. He doesn't want to knock you up. And I told him, I'm like, I won't have your kid. I've told him like 40 yeah. times. He doesn't trust you. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I've done that plenty of times. One of the I used to have this girlfriend for years who uh, would never let me. Uh, well, I didn't want to ever finish inside her because I was always worried about the thing, and uh, she wouldn't let me finish on her because uh, she was a rich, uh, entitled Jew. And she, um, so I was always finishing sex by coming in my hand, and it was like awful because I would finish sex and it was like I just jerked off. And then I was with a woman later, right after we broke up, and uh, she wasn't much kinkier or whatever more uninhibited and i finished my hand and she's like no no i want it on me and i just took my hand and just sort of wiped it on her lower back no <laughs> yeah like like cake frosting to sort that's of really not hot well it was all i could do in the situation i think that there should be when a you f- got a handful of cum you're out of options <laughs> i think <laughs> i think that there should be a consent form that i can take into like sex if i want the guy to not wear a condom and be like sure sign this yeah. it's you signing away all your parental rights right. now but he won't do it though cuz like you said 90% of guys out there well, i don't know 90% like you'd hope it would be 90% if they have a kid, they're not gonna be like, no, you said I don't have to care for this thing. Like you're gonna love it. Like I didn't, I didn't want a dog. Me and my ex girlfriend, she got a dog when I was on the road, and she's like, we can give it away if you don't want it. I just adopted. it. And I'm like, I saw it. I'm like, no, I love that thing more than life itself. I will never, I will fucking kill for that thing. Like instantly, that feeling. Yeah, you can't help it. You yeah. Love so it. it's like, uh, yeah, and that's what I'm afraid of. If I got pregnant, that then all of a sudden I'd be sure. like, oh, maybe I should keep it. Right. Well, you, you know? just cost yourself a night with me. All right. Well, how sad for me. Uh, moving on. So here's my question. Yeah. Is there ever a time as a guy uh-huh. when you will go for like two weeks without sex when you could be having it? Like, for instance, let's say you, you know, you have your show on True TV. Let's say you're... Comedy like, Knockout? Comedy Knockout. That's right. Wednesdays, uh, 11 and 1130. Thanks, Kate, for bringing that up. You're welcome. True so TV. let's say you guys are in... It's funny because it's true. Yes. 
Well done, Mo. <laughs> Let's say you guys are in full production or whatever. You're right. super busy. You're doing like 12, 14 hour days. You're exhausted. You have a girl that you kind of have seen. You could hook up, but you're just like so on your grind. Is there ever a time you will just not have sex for two weeks on purpose? Um, with someone that I'm consistently sleeping with, that I like sleeping with, that I'm comfortable with. No, I'll fit it in. If there's random chicks, I will easily go two weeks sometimes and turn it down because I'm like, I just can't, I just don't want to do random sex right now. Like I kind of hit some times where I feel like I'm spinning out. I'm like, fuck, this is not, your life's not heading yeah. where you want it to go. I don't need to sleep with these random, and I'll turn that down. And usually random sex at this point when I don't drink, it's not that good. So I kind of like rather not... If there's someone I consistently have sex with, I feel safe with, I like having sex with, you know, yeah, no, I, don't, I think it would fit in. That's what's so weird to me. Okay. So the reason I'm asking is because this has happened to me more than one time where I'll be hooking up with someone and it's, we've hooked up maybe like 10, 15 times, like many times. Right. And then all of a sudden they stop. Like I'll be trying to hit them up to hook up yeah. and they'll just be like, I'm busy. I'm busy. I'm busy. You know what it I'm sounds busy. to me? It's kind of like if you go to see a comedian three times, they do the same material. You're like, well, I've seen it. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I was thinking. you got to write thinking. some new material. That's what I was kind of thinking. Yeah. I don't know. So find some guy you don't like and workshop some bits. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> but the thing is like, so there's this guy, every time we have sex, it gets better. It's different. It's dirtier. And then he told me, he actually did tell me, he said, just so you know, the next two weeks are going to be crazy. I might not be able to see you. I'm going to be super busy. And, and is it consistently a two week mark with you? No, this is just this oh, time. Oh, this is this guy. But this has happened before. Oh, this so is this time. <laughs> that's okay. interesting. So I'm basically, I just said, does this happen? Does this, this happen well, before? It's not always two weeks. And you said no, it, but this has happened before though. It's not always two weeks, but it's happened before. That, Sometimes like, it's eight were, days. I love sex. Yeah. Like, so if I find someone who's great in bed, that we have great sex, I get annoyed if they won't fuck me. Like, if I have to go a week and you won't have sex with me and we're fucking, I get so irritated. And I think I have a right to be like, I think as a guy, it's got to be like, if you hit me up and I'm down to come over, you got to be down when I want some, right? So this dude, he's like, I'm going to be busy the next two weeks. So I'm like, all right, well, you get a booty call pass. All I want is an hour. So find an hour next two weeks, hit me up so we can have sex. He hasn't done it. Yeah. He's got another woman in town. That's what I thought. I mean, there's not even a thought. That's exactly what yeah. I thought. Unless he's like, I don't know. I was going to say the president of the United States. were like, no, he would absolutely fit it in. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Or Unless like he's the women. guy who works for Kim Jong-un playing out his next nuclear strike on the North Korean 23-hour workday. Right? I don't see how he's not. Yeah, he's cheating on you or something. Well, it's not cheating because we're not together. Well, he's got another woman. Though. But I asked him. I finally asked him. I like how you believe the things men tell you. I know, because I just don't understand why I lie. Just be honest. Like, I straight up said to him. Well, because, look, here's the deal. He's got someone in town for a couple weeks. He doesn't want to lose the consistent booty call he's got with you when the person leaves in two and a half weeks. So he keeps it going. If he's honest with you, when that person leaves, he's back to square one. I mean. I don't know what that sound was, but I think it was me making a brilliant point. <laughs> I mean, I guess maybe you're right. It's 100% just, right. To me, if he told me the truth, I wouldn't be offended. I would be like, we're going to have to make time for both of us. Yeah, he doesn't want to owe you. Well, that's bullshit. Well, if he tells you, well, he then owes he owes me. you, and then he knows you're out fucking somebody else. But, you know, if he can if he can just lie for... You can lie for two weeks. Two weeks is, you, you know, you fake a sickness for five days, 
Then you get on the you get on the uh, job track. It's it's doable. I hate thinking that people are lying. Yeah, they're always. I don't lying. lie. I'm so honest, and I expect guys to be that honest. Yeah, well, that's an interesting thing that honest people do. They <laughs> assume that other people have their same morals, and they don't. What percentage of guys do you think are lying? Um, in terms of like people who are just dating like random, like okay, look. What does he owe you is the well, other look, question. He's I, not your boyfriend and no, you're no, not, no. you're just fucking. So I don't know that he owes you honesty. No, but this is my thing. If I'm saying, Hey, find, if I'm saying find an hour to fuck and you're texting me every day and you're flirting and you're saying you want to, and you're saying you wish you could, you're just too busy. And then I find out that during that time you've made time to fuck someone else. Then to me, you're a piece of shit because you could say to me like, you know, uh, well, I asked him, I go, are you fucking someone else during this two week period? And, and that's why, or you just have no time for sex at all. He's like, no, I haven't had sex at all. That's what he said. What does he do for a living? I don't want to say. He's a commercial actor. <laughs> yeah. He's an actor. He's an actor. Yeah. And is, is he like on a show right now? I mean, he does things. He does. He things. works full time. She works. He's full-time. always working. So what's he he could be fucking someone that's in town. I don't know. He could be doing that. Like the only way I could see it is like, look, if he is literally shooting a big role, he needs to stay in the zone. He's maybe a little Daniel day Lewis. He's got to be in the, the pocket. Like if he has to play a sad person who's not getting laid, the character getting laid might fuck it up, you know, like raging bull where he didn't, but even in raging bull, he <laughs> would, he would make out with his wife and then he would pour ice water on his dick. So he didn't want to have sex before the match. Now the idea of doing, doing nothing Seems odd to me. Right? Me too. That doesn't make sense. And then, so then he tries to make me feel crazy. Like he goes. Well, that's male technique number one. Right? Today, I said to him, I I was like, look, just forget it. Don't worry about it. I I go, I would rather take my pussy where it's in demand. That's what I said. And he goes, why are you even worrying about this? We're about to be bombed by North Korea. That's what he wrote me. And I was like, because if I'm going to get bombed, I want to have hot, right. dirty sex. Right. So then why are you worried about your career then? Right? Yeah. Yeah. This guy's a fucking crazy person. Right. All right. Well, I'm glad we've talked this over. All right. I just well, don't understand a scenario where you guys do understand down sex. Well, you understand the scenario. You just don't want to understand. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's what women do. They kind of make it more, ah! com- make it more complex than it is. It's just, it's, uh, it's just not that into you. I'm going to write a book. <laughs> Are we done? Did we I, do it? I feel like, I feel like we've like we done a lot. It. Have you had any terrible dates recently? Any just awful fucking horrific dates? Um, nothing. Uh, have I had any horrific dates? I don't, nothing really stands out. I haven't gone. Uh, one stands out. I went out with a date with a, a young woman and she was a sweetheart, but uh, she got a little drunk or a little loopy and she started just quoting Chris Tucker from Friday <laughs> over and over and cracking herself up. Was she, she white? No, she was like Iraqi, oddly enough. And oh. she loved Friday and couldn't stop doing it. She was like, it's, I can't even do it. Like, it was, you, you ain't got shit to do. And then she was like, you got knocked the fuck out. And she just kept doing it. And like, I kind of drifted, <laughs> I kind of drifted away from the conversation and just sort of saw this going on and on. And I was like, wow. And she was just busting up and laughing her ass off. It really blew my mind. Wow. It was, not, it was not her fault, but it was weird. No, that's her fault. She sounds... That's but I mean, she wasn't like a bad person. She was just a, not a good date for me at oh. that time in my life. Yeah. Women that impersonate Chris Tucker over and over again would kind of, kind of weird I me mean, out. if she were doing Kevin Hart from CIA, that new movie that came out. Hot. Okay. I can get with that. At least it's current. I haven't seen that movie, but 
a movie that was like arguably 22 years old or something, it's a little tough. Yeah. I had a recent date fail where I didn't even go on the date and, and we failed before we got there. I matched with a guy in Bumble. I got on the Bumble. Yeah. And then he's really cute and he seemed cool. We start talking. Everything is good. And then I got busy for a couple of days. So I didn't get on the Bumble app. And then when I got back on, he had blown me up like a chick. Like, you know, when you fuck a chick. Well, that's because every girl on Bumble does this. That's why I don't use these anymore. It's, it's the biggest waste of time. You talk to women and then they disappear and then they come back a week later and they go, oh, I'm sorry. My parents were in town. And you're like, you know what? I don't fucking have any idea who you are. I have no interest in, in knowing you anymore, but you get these little connections. So you do hit them up like three times. Like, look, if you're in it and then they're not, and you're like, well, fuck it. You know? Okay. That's fine. If you go, if you write them and you're like, Hey, let's get a drink this weekend. And then they don't answer. And then you're like, Hey, still there maybe twice. But to send like you get back on and you see the guys sent like 15, 20 texts well, and they psychotic. get progressively yeah. like angrier. And then this guy at the end, he was like, good talk champ. You seem like a real winner. Good. Like he's so angry. Well, Cause yeah, these apps, uh, I don't use them anymore cause they, they hurt your self esteem. You get rejected a thousand times a day by random people that have no business to know you or, or have, be able to influence your emotions. And it just, it's, it's horrible. It says constantly, Oh, well, they liked me. Oh, I got Cause I signed up for the stupid thing where they could tell you who likes you. So you're not just swiping all day. So you just swipe people who liked you. You're paying. It's like $5 a month. You're so, paying. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I got to cancel it. I'm, I got to remind myself to cancel it. Why? But, because the surgeon? Because it's a stupid thing. All the ones who swipe yes on you, they like you. You swipe yes on them. You never fucking hear from them. I and when a, you do, they you write 15 times back and forth and you never see them. So it's like, what's the point? I have a theory that the only time people get on these apps, cause I know because I do it, is we all will be dating one or two people in real life. Maybe we're dating someone. And then when it starts to go sour, like what's been happening with me with this dude that won't fuck me, then I get bored. So I get on these apps to try to find somebody to yeah. distract me. And then maybe... Maybe I do, but then this guy comes back. That happens, you get- or you're just so over being in a relationship. You, you get single, and you get on these apps, and all you want to do is meet as many different people as you can. And so it's that's also not conducive to a relationship. No. I, I, I know. I would say I know three people who have ever had like a girlfriend they met online. I think the best way to meet people is to join some kind of like league, right. like a kickball league. That's like where what you're I, playing. my parents tell me that all the time, and I just like I'm such not a joiner. Really? Neither am I. But every time I've met a guy that I've been really into, it's been like at a party or at something where we're like at like a game Yeah, night. like a shared interest. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we had a shared interest in my comedy show that I met this girl at, me. Oh, God. <laughs> I just don't like that you're dating an audience person, even if she is a surgeon, because I feel like she's going to think you're too great. No, she's never been to a stand-up show before, so she thinks I'm really funny. <laughs> Well, you are really funny, you know, and now she, she probably thinks you're a bigger deal than you oh, are, God, but she, that's comes, she goes to any other stand-up show, I'm fucked. <laughs> you're like, wait till she goes to see someone really funny. Right. Exactly. Uh, Mo, tell everyone what's up with you. Um, uh, you can see me on Instagram at the real Mo Mandel or at Mo Mandel. And like I said, I'll be in Sacramento at the punchline, October 26th through the 28th momandel.com my podcast mo vs the world yeah and uh this is coming out friday friday night the night you're listening to this if you happen to be in the la area you can come up to ventura harbor club i will be there with jim florentine and chad zumach it's going to be really fun saturday night i'm at the long beach laugh factory and then uh i'm going back out on the road a bunch so just follow me at kate q funny if you guys want to support the podcast go on my patreon patreon.com backslash kate q funny and i crashed my car and yeah. I, none of my fans do that. 
So what? I didn't go to Kate's thing and give her money on Yes, Patreon. give me money. And, uh, my and fans also- can <laughs> PayPal me at- <laughs> <laughs> And also, I crashed my car. Uh, Britney Spears is not doing well. So if you'd like to contribute to the Britney Spears Foundation and save my Hyundai, um, you can also DM me on Instagram. I'm selling bikinis. All right. Good talk. Guys, I love you. This has been Date Fails and- uh, Mo versus the world. Yeah. See you next time. We're done, Mike. What is Patreon, by the way? It's a website where you It's like Kickstarter for your life. No, it's basically like this. The best way I can describe it is like a fan club that people pay for. So let's say that you did four podcasts a month for free, but you do one a month that's like a bonus episode, then you can put it on Patreon and charge people $2 a month to subscribe. And then maybe also on there you put like an occasional clip of your comedy or like behind the scenes videos. And people sign up for this stuff? Yeah. I mean, depending on how active your fan base is. Like I I charge $2 a month for people that just want to see like photos and stuff and then 5 bucks a month for like an occasional stand-up video or like a bonus podcast. But and, they, and you get sent them that or they have the code and they can just log in? They subscribe kind of like, it's like paying for Netflix. And you're making like little, like actual money off that. Yeah, I was making way more when I first started doing it, but I just couldn't keep up with it. At first I, I had like a thousand dollars a month coming in. Jesus. But then I, it's just, it's a lot of work to honestly like continue to do free content when you're only doing it for like 50 people that are paying or whatever. So now I'm only making like 300 bucks a month off it, but I good. slap like one thing up there a week. So it's like really nothing. It's like mm-hmm. extra. It's pretty great. Um, yeah, everyone's doing these things. Or they're doing, like, uh, these meet-and-greet things. Yeah. Come to my show, and you could do VIP thing, you know. It all seems kind of chintzy to me, but I don't know. But fuck it. Hang on one second. I have to uh, go get my keys, goddammit. All right. That was fun. Um, all right. So, yeah. What was I going to say? I might plug my dates. Will you text me your dates? Because I might do a little uh, thing before this. Yeah. And just say, I'm going to be here. Yeah, of course. Plug me your dates. I'll plug yours, too. Okay. This was fun, dude. Thanks for doing it. Yeah, it was a blast. Oh, God. I'm so sore. Oh, crash. I'm so glad you're okay. It's so scary. Oh, thank you. Me, too. It was kind of scary. I'm not going to lie. It was one of those moments where I stood up out of the car, it didn't really hit me, and then later I'm looking at photos of it like, God, yeah. thank God I moved my legs or something. My leg is... So, I mean, yeah, it's just so crazy. What, right?